0: We are now standing in the face of the greatest historical confrontation humanity has gone through. And I do not think that wide circles of the American society or of the greater Christian community realize this fully. We are now facing the final confrontation between the church and the anti church, between the gospel and the anti gospel. This confrontation does lie within the plans of divine providence, and it is a trial which the whole church must take up courageously. These words were delivered by Carol Rotiva, Cardinal Carol Rotiva, who would soon become Pope St. John Paul II, and his visit to, to the United States in 1978, so 45 years ago, He delivered this great prophecy as he surveyed the land and saw what was happening. How much more fitting today are these words? This great conflict, this great confrontation that the church was up against the anti church, the gospel being against the anti gospel, these forces of evil that reigned in this world set on destroying. Holy Mother Church this great confrontation. Fifty years before that almost 100 years ago in 1925 Pope Pius XI wrote a beautiful document decreeing the establishment of the solemnity that we celebrate today. Jesus Christ King of the Universe he surveying the landscape, the cultural demise that the whole world was in. And in 1925, we were still recovering from that great world war, World War I. Many kingdoms were being toppled, and the rise of totalitarian regimes, of atheistic communism, Marxism. Socialism, secularism, all of these isms that are opposed to the gospel, that are opposed to the church. Pope Pius XI saw this and he saw fit to issue the decree establishing this great solemnity because he said that the manifold evils in the world were due to the fact that the majority of men had thrust Jesus Christ and his holy law out of their lives, and they had no place either in private affairs or in politics. Individuals and states refused to submit to the rule of our Savior, and there could never be any hope for lasting peace among nations. Because it's only in Jesus Christ that true peace is found. Only in Jesus Christ is true life found. And so he told us that we need this festivity. That we need to celebrate this every year with the grand pomp and circumstance of a Sunday liturgy. So that it's not just an issued decree that we could read about. But as we celebrate this sacred liturgy, our entire body is brought into the worship, and our bodies tell our hearts, our minds, and our souls about the importance of Jesus Christ being the king, the king of the universe. When the archangel Gabriel announced to Mary that she would be given birth, she told her, or he told her, that her son would sit upon the throne of David the king. For 30 years, Jesus' life was lived in silence, the hidden life of Jesus. And then at 30 years old, when he came onto the public scene, as he began to preach and teach, the very first thing he says repent and believe in the gospel, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And so many, almost all of his parables he tells trying to reveal and open the kingdom of God to his listeners, to his hearers. These last few weeks, we've been hearing this final judgment scene from Matthew 25, where through St. Matthew, Jesus is is preparing us for that final day, when that day will come, when we will face judgment. As we heard in the first reading about the shepherd who would come and judge between the rams and the goats. And we heard about the, the judgment between the bridesmaids who were prepared and the foolish ones who weren't. The judgment last week between the three servants, the one who didn't know his master and was, was condemned. And then today, once again, the righteous and the unrighteous separated Christ was preparing us, and every time we pray the creed, we remind ourselves that he will come to judge the living and the dead. But as faithful disciples, as members of the church, as subjects of the kingdom, that judgment should never invoke fear within us. Because Christ has conquered the enemy. So St. Paul was saying in that second reading, That death came to us through one man, Adam. But through that one man, Jesus Christ, life has been restored. Put in its proper order, St. Paul says. And so we have to ask ourselves. We have to judge ourselves. Is Christ the King of my life? He we know that He is the King, but is He my King? By Pope, Paul, Pope Pius XI says that in order to enter this kingdom, it can only be done through a life of penance. Do I desire a life of ease and comfort? Do I think I'm entitled to the good things in life? Or do I willingly accept the penances, the sacrifices, the inconveniences that come my way? Now we can enter this through faith and through Baptism. The the sacraments which wash away original sin and through those exterior signs truly do create a new interior reality. Do I live through that truth? This kingdom demands, he says, a spirit of detachment of riches and earthly things. Maybe we can think about what we spent, how we spent Friday. Black Friday, do our choices reveal an, an attachment to this world, to riches, and to earthly things? Or am I detached? We must hunger and thirst after justice. Those corporal and works of mercy, in addition to the spiritual works of mercy, that were numbered in the gospel, does that mark my life? I hunger and thirst for justice. And he says that we must deny ourselves and carry our cross. But Jesus says so many times in the gospel that unless we do this, take up our cross daily, we're not fit to be his disciples. It's been often said that that passage from the gospel today is the is the study guide for the final test? Now, how many of us in high school or in college were begging their professor to let us know what was going to be on the exam? What do I need to study? Is given to us clearly. Have we listened? Have we incorporated it into our lives? Are we really a member, a subject? of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And he says it's not just a spiritual reality that Christ is king of the universe. For St. Paul tells us that all things were created through him and for him and by him. All things are because of him. All things Not just my hour on Sunday, but my entire life. And not just the things that I agree with and coincide with my own truth, but all things. The reason why the world was falling apart in 1925 and in 1978 and in 2023 is because we have so many of us have forgotten God. And we try to build our world without him. We make ourselves king and we build our own idols. And we have no peace. And there is no justice. So Pius XI says we need this feast day. The world needs us to have this feast day. Because he's not just Christ, the king of the universe for Catholics, or even for Christians, but for Everyone. And as we celebrate this feast day, he says, we should have a burning desire that all men and women come under the lordship, the kingship of Jesus Christ. If he really is who he says he is, if there really is no life without him, why will we ever not share that message with the people we encounter every day? He must have full reign over our entire being. He must reign in our minds, Pius XI says. Reign in our minds which should assent with perfect submission and firm belief to the revealed truths and to the doctrines of Christ. He must reign in our wills which should obey the laws and the precepts of God. He must reign in our hearts, which should spurn natural desires and love God above all things and cling to him alone. And Christ must reign in our bodies and in our members. Our bodies should serve as instruments for the interior sanctification of our souls. with that checklist, with that examination of conscience, how do we do? Do we pass the test? Is he the king of your mind? Or do you hold on to things that you think the church is wrong about and that one day she'll change her mind or you'll just excuse that part of your life? Is he the Lord? Is he the king of your will? Do you just seek to des- to, and desire to perfectly obey to choose him above all things? Do you love him with all of your heart? Do you cherish him above all things? Do you honor him with your body? He says so beautifully, our bodies, the way we act with our bodies, the way we use our bodies should serve as a way to purify our interior life. How well do we do that? Do we know that's even possible? That that life of penance, of taking up our cross, has a purpose—not just punishing ourselves, but helping to purify and to perfect us, so the light of Christ can reign within us. Is Christ your King? Is He your Shepherd? As we submit our lives to his kingship, he becomes that gentle shepherd that he spoke so beautifully about to the prophet Ezekiel in the first reading. That the people were suffering under bad shepherds. So the Lord sent the prophet to tell them that he was going to come and he was going to be their shepherd. That he would do all these things of comforting and counseling, restoring back to fullness of health. In that beautiful Psalm 23 that we sang. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Do you know that Jesus wants to be your shepherd? That he wants to lead you to green pastures. He wants to set the table before you and fill you with good things. He wants to anoint your head with oil. He wants your cup to be overflowing. Do you want that from him? Do you believe that he wants that for you? We come today to this last Sunday, the final week of the liturgical year. So it's a good moment for this kind of stark examination. How well have I listened to the gospel this past year as St. Matthew has given us a great insight into the life, the heart of the Father. That all things that we've learned this whole year culminate in this fact, that Christ is king of the universe. And yes, he demands obedience. He demands filial love. But we need that. And when we fight against it, when we seek to go our own way, it only leads to chaos and disorder. So Christ is inviting you again today, asking you, To let Him put your life in proper order. By saying yes to a life of penance, of taking up your cross, of doing acts of mercy and justice. By saying yes to Him. Christ is coming. He's coming as judge, but that's never a reason to fear. Because He's our King. And he wants to be your shepherd. Will you let him?